dearest listeners, lucky, lucky you, you've stumbled upon the world's most comprehensive and complete guide to concert etiquette. Ah, etiquette. That wicked fox. Etiquette. Decorum. Politeness. Manners. Etiquette. That which is expected. That which is given so that the rest of us might not leave the concert hall, having ground our teeth to the roots at the audacity of one coughing during a piece. It's only a four-hour program. Hold it in. But we'll get to that. And other things, too. So, my wonderful, talented, breathtaking, ebullient listeners, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and allow me to direct you to our website at diacritical.com, where you'll find a cornucopia of ravishing selections of prose from our venerable writers. And, after a short break, I will return to you. Welcome to our show today. Before I begin, let us explore what it exactly is that we are discussing. Concert etiquette is a tragically broad term that is used to describe a set of unspoken social rules, norms and practices designed to elevate the concert experience of roughly 10% of the audience while oppressively shaming the rest of you listless hooligans into never returning again. But alas. We find ourselves in great need of audience members in the midst of this dreadful virus and must acknowledge that eventually we will have to let some of you back in. But never fear because I am here to educate you that we might one day come together in a tense uncomfortable silence and altogether glare at the person in row four who opened a lozenge in the middle of Mozart's captivating Lich mein Arsch. Speaking of, let us waste no more time and, as they say, dive right in. Number one, make an entrance. Dress attire is a delicate balance between dressed up and dressed down. If you struggle to think of an appropriate outfit, think either job interview or prom. One or the other should suffice. Upon first entering the lobby or foyer of the concert hall, loudly announce yourself by stating your name, occupation, and thanking everyone else for being there with you too. Do not allow your voice inside until this is complete. This is both respectful to the hall and to those around you, and it makes it far easier to identify potential friendships based on the looks you do and do not receive. If executed correctly, you may expect applause and may accept it with a short, light bow. To help you with timing as you bow, Think of saying the word bourgeoisie. If you do not already have your ticket, shame on you. But if you must, approach the box office cautiously. Do not make eye contact with employees until you are the next in line. 
you may cordially nod when waved over to a box office station, but you must never smile. Shows weakness. You wouldn't even have to do this if you had purchased your ticket in advance. Keep this in mind. Number two. Upon entering the me, it is customary to take a long, full breath, inhaling through the nose and out through the mouth as you take in the splendor of your surroundings. Isn't it glorious? Make sure to stop directly at the entrance to the lobby. Pay no mind to those behind you. You were there first. If they attempt to pass you before you are ready to proceed, you may scoff. Once finished, and if available, head directly to the bar. You'll need a stiff one <laughs> to calm your nerves as you prepare to be as respectful as possible for the next three and a half to five hours. With drink in hand, you may now peruse the lobby. If you hear a funny joke, laugh heartily at it and congratulate the speaker. Feel free to watch people openly, and if they catch your eye, wink. But be sure to wink very slowly. If you see someone you know, splendid, greet them with an aggressive, powerful handshake. If from a distance, you may raise your voice to greet them, but not as loudly as when you make your entrance. Imagine it as the final note of a beautiful aria, perhaps one of Puccini's finest. Think of your voice as a revelation, reaching out to your colleague and pounding through space and time. Upon the tolling of the bell, make your way to your seat. If you have not finished your drink, simply dump it where you stand and hand the glass to the nearest person of color, being sure to ask, you work here, right? And don't forget your program. Number three. Initial applause etiquette. The first entrance of the maestro is critical. You must stand and you must clap as loud as to inspire those around you to bask in the brilliance of what is most likely a man in front of you on stage. Don't waste all of your energy, but do be enthusiastic. You may not shout, whoop, halt, holler, cheer, shriek, squawk, scream, howl, yammer, yop, roar, or bark, but you may openly weep. Number four, listening etiquette. While listening to works, you may nod delicately, a concerned, maybe sometimes even stern reflection on your face. Do not show any emotion as you listen to works as this will distract those around you from the glory of the craft. Do not, under any circumstances, make any sound whatsoever. Often enough, any disturbance to the echoes of even the most belligerent Shostakovich symphony can be obliterated by a one stray sniffle and ruin the performance for literally everyone in the room. Prohibited sounds include Coughing, sneezing, wheezing, murmuring, sniffing, scuffing, scraping, chewing, snoring, sobbing, clicking, ticking, slapping, stomping, panting, giggling, sighing, or harumphing. When in doubt, do as the majority of us do when confronted with economic inequity across racial lines, and stay silent. 
Lozenges are acceptable only unless unwrapped prior to the concert or intermission and stored appropriately where they will not make any sound as you retrieve them. One of the most highly recommended ways of doing this would be to simply lick each one individually and stick them to the back of your seats. After all, you will only need the edge. Do not clap in between movements of a work. It is unseemly and shameful. And we only draw attention to yourself as unfit to sit amongst the more learned, appropriately dressed and trained patrons. Number five, applause. Your applause between movements should be appropriately proportional with the applause at the conclusion of the performance being the loudest, shortly followed by the beginning of the performance being the second loudest. Should there be a concerto, that ought to be your third loudest, and you may, if moved to do so, reservedly titter bravi. No, under no circumstances should you woot. Wooting will soil the entire performance for everyone, even leaving the soloists devastated at their failure to attract a more refined audience. Clapping after the last piece before intermission is the fourth loudest of the applauses. At this point in the performance, it has already been at least two hours. Clapping between pieces uh, should be the lowest of volumes, though respectably audible. Again, you must save your strength for the wide, loud, bombastic palm bruising you are to deliver at the end of the performance to show your appreciation. Number six, exiting. Finally, upon the conclusion of the performance, you must stand. Regardless of the quality of the performance, you must stand and loudly shout as if Jesus Christ himself were on that podium and had just turned all of the babies into bottles of Cabernet Sauvignon. Be prepared to stand for at least five, if not 10 or 15 minutes, depending on the occasion. Hmm. Upon exiting the concert hall, walk at a casual pace. If alone, remark audibly with single words to yourself such as marvellous and exquisite, even stunning. When leaving the building, loudly thank everyone behind you for coming and sharing the experience with you and bow your way out. Again, a, a light, short bow, muttering to yourself, Bourgeoisie. Well, my mesmerizing, frothy, refreshed listeners, there you have it. You are now prepared to re-enter the concertizing world, should there be one, in the next few months. I shall admit, albeit reproachfully, that it may be possible that good Western classical music is to change somewhat in order to thrive in a post-pandemic world. I, for one, though sincerely hope that these restrictive, endearing, haughty, arrogant, elitist practices survive longer than not just the virus, 
but that they may survive us all, locking us in another kind of social distancing for generations to come. This has been Diacritical Presents. You may find new episodes of the show on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts and can always return to our glorious archive of shows directly from our website, diacritical.com. That's D-I-A-K-C-R-I-T-I-C-A-L dot com. Toodles! <laughs>